Welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's show was recorded on August the 9th, 2017. I'm your host, Captain Sleepy Pants, and with me. <laughs> with me, as always, Captain Caffeine Pants. Oh, you just introduced me, so uh, is there any reason to say Caffeine Rage? I guess so. On today's show, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We're going to be having a mini pod, and we will be covering Middle Earth. Shadows of War, Loot Boxes, and Social Conquest. Valve's new game, Artifact, the Dota 2 card game. We'll have our weekly community corner and our Steam Discovery queue. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. And aside from the Franken episodes, this will definitely be our shortest episode ever. That seems like a challenge. Yeah. You know, it's funny that that I'm calling it a mini pod and we're saying I'm saying it's going to be our shortest episode ever and it's still going to clock in at like the average time of most podcasts, around an hour. At least that's fingers crossed. That's what I'm going for is around an hour. Well, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, uh, we're both extremely long-winded and talk about random bullshit. We are, but I'm extremely tired and mostly just propped up by I don't know, energy drinks and magic tonight. So, but I, I, I genuinely, like, want to record. I missed last night, and we had a little bit of a mix-up with what we were going to do. And my Well, goodness. it didn't really matter anyway. Yeah. But my uh, for everyone who's interested but doesn't follow me on Twitter or miss the tweet, my kid's fine. He came out of his surgery okay. He had a really bad reaction to the anesthesia and was, let's just say, an unholy terror yesterday. He had um, on the grumpy pants. Yeah, he was wearing the the cranky pants for sure. Um, with like cr- pants so cranky that Rage seems like a nice guy. Hey, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I'm very tired. But <laughs> so we couldn't re- we couldn't record last night like we normally do because of my son's surgery, and then we were supposed to record Sunday night. A full but, he, podcast, but, your, podcast. but your son was uh, sick, so I mean, it yeah. didn't matter that I was um, was a bit mixed up to begin with. But I was thinking that your son's surgery was next week and not this week. Yeah, and that's just where my uh, well, the crux of the confusion kicked in. Right, but you know what? That's okay. We're here tonight. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of news topics. We're gonna do a discovery queue, and uh, we're gonna have a generally a good what, we're time. We're for- the music. For the next hour or so. We're not hitting the music yet. I mean, we could skip everything. Just do a discovery queue and get out of here. I'd be fine. That'd be the easiest edit ever on this show. Yeah, but I'm not giving it to you that easy. Fair enough. So, yeah, we both... I mean, we. I think we kind of reached this conclusion independently. We both had pretty shallow game lists this week. So we were just like, let's just do a couple of news topics and, and call it a night. Yeah, my... Well, I had interesting things. It's just... Not a lot to talk about. Right. So we'll just combine them into next week's stuff. That's fine, because I didn't have anything really new to talk about. I played one new mobile game that was decent enough while I was sitting at the hospital. And then, other than that, it was like comfort games, Mass Effect and uh, The Division and stuff, which there's (laughs) nothing new for me to talk about in those games. So, yeah. It's good. It's all good. I got a couple of new games in Keymailer to play, so 
I'll have something new to talk about. Yeah, going through Key Mailer these days. Oh, dear God. There are a kajillion Steam Direct games. Yeah, let's just put it this way. Uh, well, Sunday, whatever I do, my big uh, slog through it, and I go through like at least a week, week and a half of stuff, I usually pick out you know, the worst thing and I tweet it out. This week's Gaben Clicker. <laughs> I think I've seen that, actually. You probably saw me tweet it out. Maybe so. Because I usually tweet out the uh, Steam Store page. Because it's one of those things, you would think I was making it up. I was making a joke, but no. Wasn't there a Gaben Simulator game that came out like, yes. a couple of years ago? Yeah. No, this is worse. Okay. This is worse. You know, what the hell? I'll put it in the show notes. And I'll link it to you now. All right. Loading. Uh, what? <laughs> this is terrible. This is, ap- this is awful. And, of course, you got to watch the trailer. This game was clearly assembled in MS Paint. No, no. MS Paint's way too high-tech for this shit. God, that's terrible. But I do have a feeling that's why, you know, Microsoft has removed support for MS Paint to, you know, uh, head this off at the curb, you know? Yeah. I I mean, just the awful... uh, (laughs) Oh, I I use the term Photoshop as more of the generic term. Uh, Cutting out of all the pictures is just hilariously bad. Oh, and this is a free-to-play game. This is being sold. (laughs) God. I hope no one buys this, even ironically or as a joke. Please, no one buy this. That's the thing, is that there's there's this thing going around after Bad Rats of just trying to be the next uh, meme, ha-ha, joke game that you give your friends that's absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's definitely terrible. Not worth the ones and zeros it's printed on. Nope. I wouldn't play it for free. If someone gave it to me, I wouldn't play it. <laughs> yeah, same here. I do have to admit that idea of just picking an absolutely random game that I get a, a review key for and for a series of was Steam Direct a mistake is very tempting. Maybe we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Go through some of the... <laughs> what did you say it was earlier? Like a thousand games that have released on Steam Direct uh, so far? In the month... It's over a thousand. Last week was t- over two hundred fifty. It's trending upwards severely. You have to remember, Steam Direct has been out for a month now, and I've realized we're back to sort of the general topic that we talked about what um, two or three weeks ago about Steam Direct. But the first couple weeks, well, the first month of Steam Direct was that law where it was only people that had dealt with Steam before, or dealt with Valve before. And now we're getting to the point where anyone can go on, because the waiting period's over. Well, the ones that, you know, signed up a month ago, and that's the thing, is that uh, a month from now, we're gonna get the people that signed up now! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Steam Direct was a mistake. I've decided already. Probably. I mean, I've realized that there's probably going to be games on... Well, there are going to be games worth playing on Steam that 
wouldn't have gotten on uh, Steam otherwise, but oh dear God. More curation is always the answer that we're never going to receive an affirmative on. Oh, well, e- even, not even more curation, but the fact that more tools to be able to sort through the shit. Mm-hmm. Because, well, we were talking about our uh, going in uh, to Game Club next month with the MMO or free to play uh, uh, game. It's not, doesn't necessarily have to be an MMO. And just going through the MMO tag, because, you know, that's typically what you think of with free to play, either that or now the class based shooter. And, you know, there's a, a very loose definition of what an MMO is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of games that are definitely not MMOs. They're more like, uh, what would you call your World of Tanks sort of game that just multiplayer? What? Yeah, I would go with multiplayer. I'm... Yeah, just free-to-play multiplayer games that they're calling MMOs. Well, this is also based off of what people are tagging it. Now, That's true. Now, once you get to something like Player Unknown's Battleground, where it's you know sixty some players at once, yeah, you know, then the line's starting to blur. But uh, World of Tanks is what twenty, twenty uh, thirty. Uh, well, it depends on your ranking, of course. It depends on the ranking and the game mode too, because I yeah. think there's game modes that have more players and game modes with less. Yeah. So yeah, there's uh, that blurred line of trying to figure it out and that's where you know trying to tag things is, uh, can be very difficult yeah okay let's actually get to our first topic <laughs> <laughs> so much for this being a short episode uh yeah so shadow of war the sequel to what is it shadows of mordor mm-hmm. uh it has announced that they're going to have Microtransactions via loot boxes and a multiplayer mode. Yeah, a social conquest mode. Uh, we're kind of combining two separate topics together, mostly because they're intrinsically linked. Because there's no way to separate these two. The fact that you have pay to win or pay to power makes the idea of even uh, just an unranked mode, but this is also a ranked mode as well, online multiplayer. Ridiculous. But I think we should talk about first the loot boxes, because holy shit. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, it's... Well, they haven't announced any pricing that I can find yet. That That's the thing. And it's going to be linked into two different currencies, uh, it was gold, and what was the other one? I'm looking for it here. Was it Miriam or Mir Mir, Mir something? I think. Uh, Gazuntite. Thanks. Miriam. Yeah, good enough. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, one is going to be your traditional currency that you would have in the game otherwise, and gold will be your premium currency. And the premium currency could also be gotten through. And small amounts, and they do say small amounts, so, you know, you'll probably get, you know, just a small fraction of the smallest loot chest uh, through community events and uh, different milestones. And otherwise, it is the... This is essentially a mobile game idea, isn't it? A twin currency where you buy into the same things? Yeah. 
Although most mobile games only give you uh, certain like packs or chests or whatever using the premium currency. You can't use the normal currency to buy like the top tier stuff, for example. Uh, but they're saying that you can use the normal currency to buy everything. You just have to earn it versus paying money for it. Yeah, which I could only imagine that, you know, it's going to be multiple times from the premium currency. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just being cynical on that, but, you know, it, I don't see uh, the... I see the premium currency being the very, very cheap way to gain power in this game. Well, most games that implement this sort of thing are that way. I mean, um, I'm drawing Metal Gear Solid Five. This seems like, maybe not a copy, but certainly they inspired by or ripped off some elements of the Metal Gear Solid Five multiplayer system, where basically yeah. you build your base. Yeah, which I didn't have a lot of problems with cheating at all. Yeah, none at all. No problems whatsoever. Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> um, but basically, Leave your wallet. You, basically, you build a in, in Metal Gear Solid Five. You build up a base, and stuff that you get through the single player mode can improve your base. But you could also spend money to unlock like packs and uh, speed up level ups and stuff like that to make your base more powerful and then your base you would go and assault another base and earn or not earn steel currency and items and things for that base and that's what it sounds like they're describing here in the multiplayer mode which this is kind of kind of spilling over into that a little bit yeah but. on on paper the multiplayer mode doesn't sound bad to play particularly if the base assaults are as fun as they're trying to make them out to be the thing is, it's tainted with this microtransactions, and you can't separate, say, well, you don't have to uh, worry about the microtransactions uh, if you don't want to uh, pay for them. You know, you could just uh, use the normal currency, and uh, you don't have to, you, you could just do the multiplayer stuff, but you're, you're going to run to people that sunk several hundred dollars into this game and got, you know, the highest level stuff, and that's not even counting, you know, whatever... Uh, cheats are available for this game if there are any i mean let's be perfectly honest who knows maybe there won't be cheats or yeah, you know, won't be significant cheats so you'll just run into the whales yeah that, <laughs> it that looks that's like, not a problem really it looks like their attempts to combat this is or at least to be able to like play it off it's like well we've got ranked and unranked mode and if you don't want to deal with that just don't play in unranked mode or just don't play in ranked mode, because it looks yeah. like in ranked mode you can lose yeah, your followers. Yeah, that's, yeah and... that's the difference, is essentially, well, uh, in ranked mode, uh, someone dies, they die for reals. Uh, yeah. In ranked mode, you go in, you, you uh, hit a whale, uh, it's not that big a deal, you get whatever reward you would get uh, for failing, but uh, everything resets at the end. Uh, it's just such, uh, what the hell are they thinking on this? Yeah. I hate this shit. Uh, microtransactions just, in general on a single player game, or essentially single player games, because this yeah, isn't I'm, only just affecting the, uh, you know, the social conquest. This is also going to impact the game as a whole. There is no way this doesn't affect the progression in the game at all. Yeah. There, if, there, if you, if you think it doesn't, you are deluding yourself. They yeah. have to factor in a certain amount of loot chest bought over the course of a certain amount of hours played. If they don't, people that uh, buy yeah whatever uh, a number of chests you could get just 
generally uh, through play will be greatly overpowered and the ones that don't will be you know facing the challenge of whatever the game's throwing at you you know they have to factor in these loot chests in the in the balance of things otherwise you know well Warner Brothers is absolutely stupid yeah they're these just these are always bad if you pay for a game microtransactions shouldn't be in it but there are ways that you can do uh, well, it to I would make say, it less I would say bad. Uh, yeah. Cosmetic uh, is uh, a more of a gray area, and under, I've I've been swayed a little bit with uh, the argument that the artists really don't have anything to do once the game is locked down, uh, other than to create cosmetic stuff. I'm yeah. swayed a little bit, but once you start throwing in lore, uh, heavy lore stuff, you know. Then, you know, it's starting to, you know, get back onto the bullshit route. Yeah. Where it really bothers me the most is when it's in competitive, any aspect of competitive play of a game, unless the game is free to play. If it's free to play, open season. But if, if I've already, if I've paid something for the game and there's competitive multiplayer, I don't want there to be microtransactions in it. it. I mean, cosmetic stuff, sure. I'm not too bothered by that. Because it's all cosmetic, you know. If someone wants to pay for the frilly, fuzzy, pink costume, which I've done a few times, uh, <laughs> then, you know, more power to them. That's not affecting anybody in any way, aside from making you look pretty. But when it comes well, to Well, you buying... have to have the crown as well to be the princess. Oh, well, yeah. I've got one of those on all the time, though. But anyways... Yeah, but um... you're not wearing it on your head. That's the thing. It says you. That, that that's not your head. Oh yes, it is. Wink. No matter how much you think with it. But hang on, yes, dear. What? I'm sorry. You should be. Okay. Don't don't encourage him. Okay. There. Is Katie all right? Okay. 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 Bye, Katie. Oh, no. Yeah, you already told me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. No. You should do that. I will. Okay. Later. Okay. Good night. I love you. Let me do. Good night. Night rage. Bye, Katie. He says bye. She sounds tired. She's very tired. She's more tired than I am, probably. Yeah. She she said yeah. Anyways, where was I? Uh, talking about cosmetic uh, stuff in games. Oh, yeah. Talking about my penis. Having a crown on it. Or a tiara. Anyways, so... there There's ways that they can do it, as long as it's... For, okay, so for example, Mass Effect. This is where I was going. The Mass Effect multiplayer. I don't like that it has the... Like, the DLC... Or not DLC. Focus Brain. I don't like that it has the microtransactions and the premium currency and stuff that you can pay for, but it doesn't bother me as bad as this it would in Shadow of War, for example, because that entire mode is cooperative. So it feels shitty for me to have to buy something, but if someone has spent a hundred bucks or more on that game, opening all of the top level packs to get all of the best stuff, it's benefiting me. So I still think it's shitty, but at least it's not hurting me. Yeah, well, um, I, I just remember Dragon Age. 
Uh, granted, this is uh, not really the same thing, but uh, the guy sitting in your camp advertising DLC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And Although I have that, that was egregious back then, and now. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of clever, though. Like, instead of going to a separate menu or somewhere else, he's just right there. And it's like, hey, you want to go on this adventure? It's a DLC pack, and you just pay like five bucks, and then he takes you on the adventure. He should have appeared after the DLC was bought, not, you know, uh, be an advertising board. That That's my opinion on it, at least. Yeah. I mean, or, it was. Or even, okay, if you want to have him there. And ha- have him talking about this uh, great adventure, uh, but not say, uh, well, we could go check out this castle if you buy this DLC. Just say, uh, there's rumors surrounding about this uh, castle. And you know, if anyone's really interested in it, uh, yeah, Googling it will tell you, oh, oh, so that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And not be immersion breaking. Yeah. Another thing that would alleviate some of the anger and frustration over the microtransactions is knowing what the normal currency drop rate is again using mass effect as an example because it's my most recent multiplayer game that has microtransactions in it is even at the lowest difficulty mission as long as you win a mission uh you get enough currency to buy the base level pack so on the lowest difficulty, as long as you don't fail, every mission you'll be able to open a new pack. And the the basic pack has, I mean, a chance for everything, but you're most likely to just to get common stuff. But at least it's not like, well, I got to do like 10 missions to open a pack. So the amount of normal in-game currency they give you is still still enough that it doesn't feel real shitty. Like they're demand or, you know, they're like they're really encouraging me to pay something. Yeah, I do have to wonder if we're heading towards a situation where the U.S. government's going to start stepping into a lot of this stuff because there's a lot of gambling going on in games these days with different systems. Yeah. I mean, it's something to really consider, especially when games are marketed towards a younger demographic. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, now that I'm going into a lot of kids' homes for my job, I'm seeing kids playing these games more all the time and you know, spending 20, 30, 40, 50. I had one kid that spent a hundred bucks on shark cards for GTA five. And I'm like, why you have all day where you play this game? Just why are you like begging your grandmother for money to spend on shark cards? But I mean, it, you know, the kids get hooked They're you know, yeah, these which game developers me... are not stupid. They are, they're hooking into that. Um, those addiction, you know, um, I, the addiction, the addictive tendencies in kids to to do that stuff and just giving and you know just milking it, and which, it's terrible. It pisses me off every time. Which makes me wonder when these kids grow up uh, to uh, be the general consumers. Is this going to be the norm? I, I really hope not. But I, I'm from a, a far older generation. When, yeah, DLC was, I was already an adult gaming when DLC first started popping up. And, well, I remember joking about horse armor. Now, <laughs> that's, uh, you yeah, the least of our problems. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, how old was I? Horse armor was in the... Oblivion. Yeah, I was like 
15 or 16, something like that. And I thought so it was. So you kind of grew up with uh, uh, DLC, not as much. You, you know, you remember before DLC, and I, I realize Oblivion wasn't the first game with DLC, but it was the first real big kerfuffle about it. You know, the, oh, uh, this is bullshit. You could just uh, mod this in. It's not worth. What, what was horse armor? Like two or three bucks? It was five bucks. Uh, okay. Got- I, I can't remember if it was uh, a cheaper one or if it was a, you know, a full five bucks. Yeah, it was five bucks, and you got two sets of armor. An elven set and a steel set. For free, and then you had to buy the rest. Uh, it unlocked the vendor. Yeah. Um, but And the thing is, it, the only thing it did, really, was outside of cosmetic, was to increase the health on your horse. And if you did the Dark Brotherhood quest, you had an invincible horse. Yeah, but Shadow Mary looked pretty badass with the elven armor, because... The black with red eyes and the gold armor. It looked pretty good, I have to say. I prefer my horse running around naked. <laughs> I didn't I didn't buy the DLC pack. Um, I mean, I've technically bought it because I got the Game of the Year edition and it has it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, got, I bought the Game of the Year edition later on that had everything. I think the only DLC that I bought initially for Mar- or not Marland, Oblivion was um, Shivering Isles. But then yeah, later which on, that I got was the, a really good. Uh, that's a, considered one of the best expansion packs out there. So, actually, I bought Night. What was it? Knights of the Nine. Yeah. Also, which was still a, a, a really good, good DLC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty good adventure as well. I um, remember if you had a particularly dickish character, you had to go repaint yourself, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Good stuff. But, I mean, those were more, like, expansion-level content, which I was familiar with expansions. Uh, I had been PC gaming for... I Like, I went through this phase as a kid where I did tons of PC gaming, and then as a teenager, console, and then now as an adult, mostly PC gaming. So, young me knew what was up. Adolescent me was just rebelling. Well, to be fair, consoles back in the day, compared to what consoles are now, are two completely different things. That's true. They were much more powerful in comparison to, or relative to what you could get for roughly the same money. And also, there was not nearly the level added bullshit. Yeah. Also, when I started playing PC games, I mean, Steam wasn't wasn't a thing, which, you know, that's very recent. But I'm young enough that if I'd started playing PC games later in my life, Steam would have existed and I wouldn't have known a world without Steam. But I mean, I remember buying PC games on discs or... What was it? Direct to Drive? Does that still exist? No. I I had a few games that I'd purchased on Direct to Drive, and I was like, I can download my games anywhere on any of my computers? It was amazing. And I would, like, take my laptop to school where the internet was, I mean, shitty, but better than my internet at home, because for the longest time I had dial-up, because I lived out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Download an album all night. You wake up and realize that the connection had gotten disconnected and you only got like half of your songs yeah not even the good half spending all night trying to download the star wars mod for homeworld 2 and then only to have a file corrupted yeah many times it's terrible dial-up sucks guys it's terrible anyone who don't worry it's uh i'm sure uh us losing net neutrality isn't gonna be absolutely terrible yeah no. <laughs> I don't want to be any more sad. I don't want to be sad. Do we have more to add to this discussion? Because we've gotten like way off track again. 
uh, well, I'm just remembering probably the best analog to this really would be, uh, what was it, Dead Space 3? I mean, granted, it wasn't loot boxes, but you're able to buy additional uh, resources in the game through microtransactions. I mean, there's a lot of games that that, do that now, though. Yeah, but but that was also one of the first to do that. And didn't that cause some problems with how the game was balanced if you weren't buying in? I have no idea. I was never big into Dead Space. I, I intend to play it at some point. I realize horror games, so I'm going to be absolutely terrible at it and likely quit about halfway through the first one. If I get that far. But it's that's where I keep coming back to this, is how is this going to affect the balance of things? Because it's not even uh, just items. It's not just currency. It's not even just experience boost, but it also is generals for your army. It's your army and uh, in general, which are two separate things. It's uh, uh, weapons. It's pretty much anything in the game. And they have come out and said, at least for now, I mean, the thing is, I don't trust Warner Brothers at this point. And that's also yeah, probably part of the reason why I really don't like the system is that you also have to have a level of trust with the company. But they have said that there's nothing in the boxes that isn't in the game itself. That the all the loot boxes are a time skip. Which, uh, how much of a time skip? I mean, to get, you know, the most powerful bow in the game or most, most powerful sword or the strongest uh, auric general, how long is that compared to you know, plopping down 50 bucks? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I'm with you. I don't trust Warner Brothers. I, I haven't trusted Warner Brothers for a long time with many things. Uh, they're just kind of all around shit right now. But, yeah, I don't know. Because if it was just the multiplayer aspect of the game, I, I would say, well, I mean, at the very least, you can just avoid the multiplayer portion of the game and then you don't have to worry about it. But, yeah, because it's stuff for your army that goes on in single player as well, then it is creeping into and affecting the single player game balance which yeah you can say all day well i mean just don't do it you don't have to worry about it but i mean you just grind some more it's always going to be there and they will have clearly absolutely messed with the game balance even if it's not a lot in the single player mode it's still there and there's just going to be this creeping encouragement like hey you can uh you can play that you can buy that it'll speed it up for you and also the added thing of this is becoming more and more the norm and this is a trend that I definitely hate yeah well you said it yourself uh, they're getting the kids which feels so damn scummy yeah I don't like saying uh, things are evil well most of the time but oh this feels like such uh, an evil practice yeah just that's corporations being corporations i mean i don't i don't have a a problem with corporations when they're properly regulated but particularly in the united states they're not well that's the thing also is uh yeah there's no percentages here you're not seeing okay to get the legendary stuff you get have a one percent chance or a point one a point five percent chance there's well at least for most games there's no chances listed and this is a lottery i mean there's 
how can you say it's not a lottery, right? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely I, is. I really hate saying this because it just invites a lot more problems. But I do think that eventually we are going to have to get to the point where uh, it has to be legislated what loot boxes contain and the fact that there's at least some sort of list of chances. I hate bringing uh, the government into this because I know that there's going to be some shitty stuff in the background and I hate invoking the government in general on regulation like this. Yeah. Mostly because I remember the big hoopla of the, before the ESRB and watching, well, I didn't watch it at the time, but looking back and seeing Sony, or not Sony, Sega and Nintendo throw each other under the bus <laughs> trying to talk about how games don't need to be regulated. Did you ever watch those hearings or even just a uh, little highlight to those? No, I mean, I've read about them, but I've never watched them. Uh, there, there's some comedy gold in there. Uh, basically, Nintendo was trying to say that Sega is this big evil corporation <laughs> because they have bonds in their games. <laughs> uh, they were actually almost in favor of the ESRB because it would uh, you know, be in their favor, you know? Because yeah. Nintendo, at least at the time, I mean, they're still mostly a family-friendly uh, company, or, unless you discount the idea that they once had a chain of love hotels, and yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, I know what a love hotel is. Well, not everybody's a whore like you. <laughs> Fair enough. Or, you know, knows much about Japanese culture, I guess. Yeah, let's just put it this way. Hotel by the hour. If you need that long. Uh, but I'm just remembering back then and just how close the gaming industry got to a severe lockdown over games being too realistic and too violent. It, yes, yes, I realized the irony of that in the mid to early 90s compared to today. <laughs> but oh, there has to be something done and I don't think this could be a, a voluntary industry thing because there's way too much money involved. All the money. Unless there's something done uh, retail-wise, which retail isn't even that big a thing anymore. Uh, outside of some console stuff, and even then, consoles are going more digital as well. That's why the ESRB got such a foothold, or one of the major reasons in the U.S., was that... Walmart said that they wouldn't carry a game that doesn't have an ESRB rating and is mature or under. That's one of the major factors. The big box retailers uh, kind of gave the industry that push into voluntary regulation. And there, I don't just, I just don't see that factor anymore unless you know something like Valve steps in. Which, oh, there's a segue for us. Yeah. One, good luck with that. And two, <laughs> let's go talk about Valve's big announcement, Artifact, their new game, which is a Dota trading card game. Okay, before we get started, I've done a lot of research. I mean, a lot of research. And I've determined 
It is not the 1st of April. <laughs> yes. You are correct. It is not the 1st of April. Can you imagine if they announced this on April 1st? <laughs> I, I, I mean, that would have been pretty great. There would have been many Half-Life 3 memes made. People would be rejoicing. Ha ha. Good joke. <laughs> lol. But instead, there's a collective... Aw. What? <laughs> yeah, I, well, there is going to be a link in the show notes to the crowd reaction at the... Uh, uh, it was the Dota Invitational, I believe it was, where they played the trailer on their big screen. And, oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can feel this collective swell, like... Oh, they're announcing a new game, a new IP. This is going to be awesome. And then the the Dota trading card or the Dota card game pops up underneath the logo, and everyone's just like, "Oh, like." <laughs> I mean, that's exactly how I felt when I saw the the release. I was like, "Ooh, a new game! You know, a new new announcement from Valve. I like all all the games that they've released." Um, yeah, pretty so much. So this will be good. Let's put it this way: it was and then, oh. it, it was so comedic timing, perfect. That I started looking around to see if that was an edited video. Yeah. yeah. Someone uh, saying, oh, no, that's just an edit. They replaced the crowd noise. No. And if you look at the trailer itself, well, first of all, it is your standard industry AAA trailer. You know, slowly zooming past random elements of the icon before uh, pulling back and showing uh, the game logo and then the disappointing subtitle. Uh, and... <laughs> No gameplay whatsoever. No info whatsoever. Well, there was some info given on Day 9 stream, which, you know, the fact that Day 9 was there should be a hint that something was going on because he's been pretty big in the Hearthstone community. And it, I will say that based on some of the stuff that, uh, some of the info coming from that, assuming it's all correct because I haven't found a proper write-up of it in any of the major uh, gaming news sites, actually sounds interesting it's not going to be a hearthstone clone if this pans out but you know it's still it's a card game now i mean card games now are what bobas were what four years ago then cart racers then mmos then martyred warfare shoot no 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 sorry modern warfare shooters were more recent world war ii shooters uh in the early 2000s i mean yeah they're they're a big trend right now, and I haven't seen anything that you've seen about it not being like a, a yeah, generic sort of. Uh, it, if the rumors are true, because uh, trust but verify here. All right, I'm invoking that rule. Okay, uh, it's supposed to play like a full Dota game, where you're okay. playing across three boards with hero cards that you control, uh, different champions, item cards that you equip to your champions. You're summoning creeps and moving them around. You're able to cast on the different lanes. I mean, it actually sounds like a real mix-up of the CCC genre. So it sounds like what they've done is they've taken that Elder uh, card Scrolls ga- card game and then added some more complexity yeah, to it. Yeah, essentially. Uh, well, my favorite CCG card game. CCG card game. That's like ATM machine, right? Yeah. My favorite CCG is uh, Faria right now, which, you know, is a CCG very loosely, where it's a strategy game with 
the collectible card game elements. And, yeah, them doing something like that where they're able to take a bigger risk because, yeah, this could be a loss leader, potentially, is intelligent, but boy, did they handle the announcement poorly. (laughs) Yeah. I would have not made this a gigantic announcement. Like, I'm not, like, totally bummed out at the idea. Um, I like CCGs and TCGs and whatever CGs that they, you know, add another letter to to change the acronym. Like, uh, I like I wasn't that too style big of on game CG. I mean, I mean, I wasn't too big on the uh, prequel trilogy. I mean, that was a lot of CG. <laughs> Touche. Um, but I, I like that style of game, and I'm interested to check this one out. But just the way they announced it, I was thinking, oh, man, new IP, new something. This sounds great. Big announcement. Oh, it's going to be... It's going to be a card game, right? Well, shit. And I mean, especially <laughs> since it's Dota, like, I I have never played Dota. Not once, and I never will. I don't like... Um, I haven't played Dota. I've I played uh, League of Legends a little bit, but I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I, I've played League of Legends also, and I've played... Well, here, I'll, 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 I'll anger players. Uh, if you played League of Legends, you've essentially played Dota. I realize that's not completely true, but it's the same general rule set. Yeah, and I just I don't like League of Legends. I don't I don't like MOBAs in general. I don't. And then the community, the communities are are pretty bad for those games. Well, I so can, I, I definitely understand why the communities can uh, be uh, festering pile of shit. Is that you're invested in an hour-long game where individual performance is such a key factor in your team's performance. I mean, I could definitely understand why it's such a high-stress environment, but, you know, it's a fucking game. Get over yourself. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'll check this game out, especially if it's free. I assume it'll be free to play. Most of these games are. But... You know, oh, I'm that's, not... that's something else that I didn't even consider. What if this is a paid thing? I mean, there's games that are doing it. Gwent isn't Gwent a paid game, or did they? Is it free to play? I have no idea. I haven't been following Gwent at all. Gwent. I didn't play uh, Witcher three, so I wasn't enamored with Gwent. You know? Nope, it's free. It's free to play. Yeah, I can't even think of a free-to-play uh, CCG. You mean a, a paid? Oh, or, or sorry, or... paid. Uh, I mean, they're all uh, have some sort of free model to them. I mean, uh, unless you start getting into the weird, you know, hybrids where it's like oh, there was the dungeon crawler CCG that I uh, did a Sunday sampler on like two or three months ago, but granted, that's completely different, you know. And that's a single-player game. That's not a multiplayer game. Yeah. Which, uh, that, that's the thing, is that the CCCCCCCCC uh, CCCCCCC, uh, genre has uh, bonus points for anyone that comes up with a proper uh, phrase that, using that many Cs. <laughs> there is a lot of game elements there that can be used in other genres that isn't just a multiplayer, you know... Uh, bashing one another over the head with uh, cards of varying, uh, you know, I win. Uh, see, Hearthstone for that. Oh, some of the stuff that Hearthstone's pulling uh, these days. 
I, I really don't understand how people are playing that still. Well, it's CCGs to me are a lot like match three puzzle games. Like you can use those elements in a lot of different ways, but so True. many games stick to the, I guess you would say formula or the generic or the easy road with it, you know? So, I mean, or just I, add tits. <laughs> I am perfectly okay with that. Please add tits. All, all the tits, big ones and small ones, you know, get some variety in there. As long as they're a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> oh, all standing in a row. <laughs> uh, why do I have a feeling I just named this episode? I, I was going to call it Minipod, but I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts <laughs> works as well. Oh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Do-do-do-do. Here's you know, I just, I just do, think do, do. I had an idea for the Patreon. What? Uh, make a milestone, and if we uh, keep about that milestone, you never sing again. God, that would be terrible for me. <laughs> That's going to have to be a pretty high milestone. <laughs> I'm thinking like thousand bucks a month. If we ever get a thousand bucks a month, I will gladly stop singing. Or edit out every instance where I break the rule and sing. I'll do that. For a thousand bucks a month, <laughs> bet your ass I'll do that. Oh, well, uh, I just think I funded our podcast for the next, like, decade. <laughs> I hope so. If we're making a thousand bucks a month, this is funding more than just the podcast. I mean, like, a hundred and fifty to two hundred bucks a year is enough to fund the podcast and the couple of things we've talked about adding which we haven't officially announced yet so i won't say but you know that's all it takes everything above and beyond that we can just pocket or reinvest or so i don't know we'd have to invest we'd have to make more than that but i mean if we're getting a thousand bucks a month we're definitely pocketing some of that got bills to pay got games i want to buy so yeah that was uh that's that's valve though and what they're doing yeah, I will say that it is quite amazing the like-to-dislike ratio on the official trailer. It's not as high as Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, but it's pretty pretty high. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but then again, uh, there are also two very different trailers. The yeah. Call of Duty one at least gives you an idea, theme, and yeah, what's going on. This is literally just CG, which, yes, I realize the other one is technically CG as well. But... It's, you know, no info whatsoever other than Artifact, a Dota 2 card game. I wonder if uh, it would have been a lot more interesting if it was a Valve card game and it was from all the properties. All, every property that's, everything's being sold on, on Steam? No, no, well, well, well I meant, uh, you know, uh, Valve's uh, IPs. Oh, okay. The, there's a lot of stuff there still, though. That'd be great, actually. That'd be fun. Could make it super silly. Bring in TF2 uh, espe- and especially, and- I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it serious if with with TF2, Half Life, which uh, has you know, some oddity to it to begin with, and especially Portal. I mean, just the combination of those three. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Let's let's do that, Valve. <laughs> do that instead. Maybe it's just we have some emotional investment in those characters instead of. Whatever the hell the Dota uh, two champions heroes things are, 
But what's the proper term for the Dota 2 pl- uh, player characters? Uh, I don't know. Because League of Legends there. <laughs> Are they champions in League of Legends? I have no idea and have little care about it. It's, just, it's one look. of those things that different terms for the same thing. Maybe that's why... Uh, okay, tangent time. Maybe that's why Dota 2 and League of Legends, outside of their own niche of their uh, player base, is such a hard thing to try to sell as an esport, is the fact that they're using inside baseball terms, they're using different terms for the same exact fucking thing, because you have turrets, you have towers, uh, which are the same thing, you have heroes and champions, which are the same thing, you have... It just even just team names are completely different, and there's no standardization of what's going on on top of it being a very complex game to begin with. Indeed, so Dota Two is heroes, League of Legends is champions. So, well, well let's put it this way: if let's take your mom, okay, let's take my mom. Where are we taking her? Please, And you set her down in front of a game of uh, two professional teams playing Rocket League. How many, how long do you think it'll take for her to get a grasp of what's going on? Not very long. I could pretty much just say, okay, mom, this game is car soccer. And she would get it. Now imagine if she was trying to watch Dota 2. Oh, she would be confused. Especially, uh, especially considering Dota uh, has different phases as well, where there's different strategies used by the different teams. I mean, hell, I play games regularly and know about Dota and League of Legends, and I'm still confused. Yeah, maybe this is part of the problem. <laughs> I mean, MOBAs are kind of their own little... Niche is the wrong word. They're sort of a separate entity under themselves. Their own there's... genre. Yeah. I mean, most people, I mean, well, maybe not, maybe most people is the wrong way to say it, but I think in general, the the people who play MOBAs a lot, League, Dota, and Heroes of the Storm, those are really the the biggest ones. And I guess, um, uh, shoot, I said it earlier, Hear me out, help me out here, the one that's third Smite? person. Yeah, Smite. Those are kind of the four that everyone knows. Most people that play those games yeah, don't play throw, very uh, many other games. Heroes of New of. Earth as well. I don't think you said that one. I've never heard of Heroes of New Earth. Uh, that's uh, before Smite. That was kind of the third uh, wheel. It's uh, the same basic idea. Okay. But, I mean, anyways, you know, those people, I think, tend to play less games outside of those wheelhouses. And probably they only play one, maybe two. Because if you're going to be good and have a large, unless you, you buy in and just buy a bunch of characters, you've got to play them a lot to unlock all the characters. Yeah, and that's, uh, well, that's a problem that's also going to affect Artifact, is that card games also require either a lot of time or a lot of money, or both to be able to be, even hope to be competitive. And you don't see a lot of cross-pollinization. I mean, you see a little bit, but typically if someone's a major Hearthstone player, they're sticking with Hearthstone, just like how WoW was. You didn't see a lot of people playing another MMO unless they quit WoW completely. It was very rare to see someone playing more than one um, MMO. 
And I think that's going to be a big problem going forward as we get more and more and more of these card games coming out until the next fad comes along. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I wonder what the next fad will be. Although we probably shouldn't start that conversation because I'm starting to yawn a whole lot. <laughs> so let's... Maybe we can think about that for another time. Maybe a general topic, speculating about a few future things like next fad and... Oh, let's see. I'll, I'll probably have to pick something that I absolutely hate. <laughs> probably. All right. Oh, well, oh, I know. I know already. Okay, go ahead. Just a, a rhythm game where you spin your fidget spinner and Tom into the music. Sounds amazing. And speaking of music, <laughs> well, we do we have any tweets or anything this week? Actually, uh, I didn't collect them because you said that we were collect uh, we were skipping the uh, community corner entirely. Oh, okay. I thought we were just going to skip Jim's email, but you know what? That's cool. We'll just skip it entirely. We'll cue the music. Um, but yeah, Jim Jim sent in a rather lengthy email, and because we're doing a short episode this week, we just decided to hold off until next week so that we can give it uh, full attention. So, discovery cue time. All right. And what? I have a kind of a winner right off the... Well, maybe a winner. It's the new season of the Telltale series for Batman. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that the Batman Telltale uh, game supposedly was pretty good, but it ran like absolute shit. So, yeah. That's the... It's kind of a flip side there. And Telltale... I really want them to do better. Well, for one, I want them to do point-and-click games again and not their Telltale games. But, yeah. It's just going to be down to can this game actually run? And they're also going to be focusing on the Riddler, which is one of the more interesting characters that you don't see a lot of. Unless, you know, it's the Arkham series where he's some sort of magical being that could put uh, Riddler trophies all over the fucking place. I'm surprised that they didn't have one literally up Batman's ass. They probably did. It's in the DLC. <laughs> I got what looks like an interesting game on my first pull, too. Uh, Victorum. Oh, I Looks just got like that as well. My second, an open world um, magic RPG, like where you're a, a mage. Yeah, Factorum is got... an action RPG featuring destructible environments. So it's interesting. It's just what can they do with it? Because it looks like they're going to try to lead on procedural generation, which I'm procedural generation definitely could be there eventually, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah, that's, that's why my game pitch, yo. Uh, even though it did factor in some procedural generation, not something I would want to play yet. Yeah, it looks like you can sort of. It's got a free form ish magic system where you can combine spells and mm-hmm. and create your own spells and stuff, which is pretty interesting. I like that. And then yeah, destructible environments blow everything up. Yeah, but that's pretty much all what the trailer is. Red faction with magic. That's what it. It's what I think that's the sort of the advertising thing they're going for. Which I'm in. I mean, that was one of my favorite parts about the Red Faction series, just blowing up literally everything. So yeah, I remember just testing it out. I would I went up to a building with a sledgehammer and slowly worked my way around it. 
Yeah. Uh, <gasps> uh, is this a JRPG? A new JRPG? The Legend of Hero Trails of the Cold of Cold Steel. Yeah, I got that one too. Uh, well, I was I was putting it on my list, so I'm I in. beat you to it. I'm in. Uh, well, this is. Uh, I think this is the third game in the series, if I recall correctly. I don't know a lot about it. This is a this is a game series that's been on my radar for a while to pick up at some point, but it's just I haven't yet. It does look very impressive, though, doesn't it? It looks good. I'm in. And uh, some more games you played, Victoria Chronicles. Yeah, it's got that for me as well as Final Fantasy 13. Okay. Huh. Oh. This is interesting. This is called the Shrouded Owl. This looks like it's from a Game Boy game, only with higher resolution. Uh, just put the... Okay. Uh, let's see this. What is this? It's Lovecraftian Horror Simulation. <laughs> it's a management game of some sort. I thoroughly dislike the it, it color def- palette. It, it, it could definitely be a, a either a game breaker or a selling point, and I'm not sure which it is for me, because I definitely played my share of Game Boy games, and I'm talking Game Boy, as in yeah. the original Game Boy, the Grey Brick of Death. You could beat someone to death with it, and then sit there and play Tetris while you wait for the police to show up. Yeah. It doesn't quite look like that, though, because if, I mean... It, well, I'm just talking color-wise. Yeah, no, but that's that's what I'm saying, color-wise. It feels more... Because, I mean, maybe this is just my memory missing, messing with me, but I felt like the original Game Boy was more gray and black. This is more green. Oh, the original Game Boy was green. Okay. Then, yeah, I guess I'm just misremembering. Unless I'm misremembering. Now I'm going to go look. Well, while you go look, I'll talk about the next game that I, I found. Uh, it's not as quite as bright a green, but it's definitely green. Okay. So, the next game on my list, actually, like, the, literally the next game after the JRPG is called Saurian, as in, like, Dinosaur. <laughs> what, is that on your list, too? I just got that. This looks looks right what, up my alley, like what? a dinosaur survival simulator. And you know what? I'm in. Love dinosaurs. So, in other words, Ark only uh, your back further in the early access. Uh, uh. Yeah, survival. Start as a hatchling, eat, drink, and grow to an adult while avoiding oh, okay, okay, hazards. So, okay, so you are the dinosaur. Yeah, you are the dinosaur. Okay, so there's the change. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, I got that literally after you said it. Yeah, I'm in. I want to be a so dinosaur. I'll give you that one at least. One of my favorite books as a kid to read was Raptor Red, which is, if you don't know, is a book written from the perspective of a baby velociraptor as it goes through its life and grows up. It's amazing. Yeah, well, just a quick question. Uh, at what point or what point of the book does it learn to open the doors to be able to get into the kitchen to try to eat the kids? Towards the end of the book. It becomes very smart and conniving once it's an adult. Oh boy, I just got Dark Elf. And if you haven't seen Dark Elf, it's basically the latest anime boob uh, RPG maker game. 
I like anime boobs. I got shrouded oh, well, eyes. Well, this is even this is even a, a good one, you know. I I I like anime boobs. Yep. I mean, I have nothing against it. It's just you know, I also have a level of quality that I want in my anime boob games, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so we're basically getting the same games in our Discovery queue now. <laughs> At least some of, like, I guess the... Yeah, that's my Ooh. Discovery queue. Damascus Gear Operation Tokyo HD. I'm dropping you a link. I think right I passed over now. that one myself. I'm in on mech combat. This is, uh... Looks like a top-down or maybe isometric uh, mech combat game. Is this hack and slash or turn-based? Let's see. Oh yeah, I saw this and I kind of passed over it because it, I wasn't sure about it. Hack it, yeah. It's an ARPG, which normally I don't like, but like I've said many times before, sci-fi and mecha definitely, definitely on my radar. Let's see, it's 13 bucks. It'd probably be like 5 or 6 bucks on a sale. I'd buy this for that on a gamble. Hell, honestly, if I had 13 bucks, I'd probably buy it right now in my, like, my sleepy, delirious state. <laughs> and then never play it because it gets lost in, in your library. Yeah. Let's see. I've got a couple of games left. Eh. Not, not my thing. Oh, here's Dark Elf. Yeah, look at those anime boobs. Terrible quality, huh? I, that's fine. It's good enough for me. Yep. And the thing is, we are logged into our own accounts, right? <laughs> Add to wish list. Uh, it's only it's forty percent off. It's only two bucks and forty cents. I might buy it. Not right now. I'll have to think about it. Maybe I'll sleep on that and let it sit till tomorrow. Yeah, that was. Wait, what is this? The El Eldar Einar. Player takes on the role of Einar, who is on a quest to kill the inhabitants of a Norse fishing fishing village who are infected with a mysterious material. Is this a free-to-play Norse murder simulator? You have my attention. I'm watching the trailer right now. Alright, third person. What kind of combat have we got here? Difficult to say. Maybe Assassin's Creed or Arkham-style combat? Looks to be a bit fast, so I'm leaning more towards Assassin's Creed, but it doesn't... At least the way they're showing it off, it doesn't look like it's freeform. Coming to PS4 and PC. And PC meaning Steam. Oh god, it's voice. the voice acting's terrible. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This actually looks kind of like a double A level RPG. I'm yeah, put voice acting my... typically is uh, one of the major things to suffer in a double A game. Because, I mean, it looks good. It it looks quite smooth and and pretty. And, I mean, you know, I'd have to check it out to see. But, hell, it's free to play. If this is a decent game, I could deal with shitty voice acting. I mean, I can deal with shitty voice acting in general. I'll put that on my list. That's pretty good. I'll have to check it out. Einor. E I N O R. R E I N A R. I know. M O U S E. That's a nifty looking little game. That's a good. I almost skipped over it. It was the last game on my list, and then I was like, hmm, he looks like a Viking. Does he have a spirit magic helmet? He does not. 
He does have a rather large beard, though. Is that a braid? Or well, maybe he could be a dwarf, then. I think he's got a, a braid. He does. He has a braid. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in on this one. Free to play. I'll be downloading that tonight when we're done. Oh, boy. Oh, at least you got something. <laughs> I had... Uh, this was much better than last time. Last time it took me, what, five cues to get two games? And this time I got four. Yeah, but and I would have had more, but you beat me to a couple of them because we yeah. had some of the same games in our queue. Some of the same games? We had, what, like four or five of uh, the same game? Yeah. That was a uh, that was another odd queue. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't all F1. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a positive for you. I still all right. uh, I, I still can't believe that it did that that one time. Uh, okay, you don't want that uh, F1 game here. How about this F1 game? Uh, not that year either. Shit. Uh, how about this one? F1 game is love. F1 game is life. All right. Well, with that wrapped up. Let's uh, move on to the portion of the podcast where I go first, where we talk about our stuff. I was very unproductive over the weekend, like I mentioned at the the start of the show. Sick Wait, kid, this is different? Kid surgery. So, I I don't know. There will be some stuff on my YouTube channel, probably just Divinity this week. Um, and you can find that stuff by going to YouTube and searching for Gaming Psychologist. You'll find me. You'll find my stuff. I would appreciate a little subscribey-wibey. That's right, I said it. Subscribe, you YB. I'm at uh, 105, so it's going up at like one or two subs a week over the last few weeks, so I'm quite pleased about that. Thank you all for coming and subscribing. If, if you're listeners to the show, I quite appreciate it. Uh, I'd also appreciate it if you'd follow me on Twitter. You can do so at JMA4707, uh, where I tweet all kinds of things. Today, actually, I tweeted like a really random video that I took because I had several uh, no-shows at the clinic and I did all of my paperwork and I was very bored and because I, I see kids I have toys I had a toy dragon so I was doing like really really bad dragon yeah well, I have a feeling that was a Game of Thrones spoiler <laughs> I mean it kind of slightly was but <laughs> if I have no clue what's going on in that show and honestly don't really care uh, I, I, I only read and watched uh, the first book and season and uh, there was this long delay between the first and the second season. Never picked it back up. And uh, I heard that the books are even more delayed written in between books. And the story's not even close to finish. So didn't yeah. even bother. Last last night's episode was for anyone who listens that watches Game of Thrones and is maybe behind or something. Last night's episode was as good as Battle of the Bastards, the Red Wedding episode. I can't remember its actual episode title, but the Red Wedding episode. Um, it was great. It was a very high production quality, action-packed episode. So, I mean, it was like a very teeny tiny spoiler from that episode, but I gave like no context context and i didn't really say much because i was mostly making dragon noises so you know there you go but i thought it was funny i went back and watched it when i was a little bit more tired and i was like hey 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 i'm dumb it was funny anyways if you want to see that and all the other stuff i post on twitter which is like 50 to 75 percent political tweets and then 25 percent whatever you can do so at jma4707 like i already mentioned but we got a little bit off track uh, and speaking uh, of getting well, off track, I'm, I'm glad we're yeah. You know, uh, 
keeping that to just once or twice this time around. Yep. And speaking of getting off track, I do it all the time over on Twitch, where I'm supposed to do one stream a week, but in many theory. things, many things get in the way, uh, and I lost my stream schedule, so I've got to redo that. But if you want to, see how can you whatever... lose your stream stream schedule? I mean, it's literally once a week. Well, my my game schedule. Oh. So, if you want to come watch whatever it is we're streaming on Friday nights, you can do so at twitch.tv slash jarthur4707. If you want to be a friend on Steam, I accept all Steam friend requests and talk to all of you lovely, lovely, beautiful, wonderful people. My Steam username is jarthur4707. Send me a friend request. I'll be your friend. And if you were to let them know exactly what episode of the podcast you're coming from, the password for this week is sad trombone. <laughs> okay. Because that was the only thing I could think of to top that crowd noise and that reveal. Just the sad trombone. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. What about you, buddy? Where What's going on on your stuff and where can the, the lovely people find you? Oh, uh, well, you can find me over at Gaming with Caffeine Rage where I have pretty much my full allotment right now running. I skipped a Sunday sampler mostly because I just woke up with a, a almost a hangover headache but I don't drink not any moral superiority on that it's just you know I just never felt the urge to drink despite my uh, heritage and uh, I just by the time I, I got rid of my migraine headache that I woke up with just I had no time to really put any effort into a video uh, for Sunday so I just decided to skip a week plus I didn't exactly have anything of decent quality and I'm not quite at the point where I start picking the absolute worst I have in my review list and start just shitting on things I haven't gone full Jim Sterling yet (laughs) not yet at least let's see well let's just go right down the list Uh, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3 I would say maybe a third of the way through the game uh uh, give or take uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a lot shorter series than the other two though at least the way things are going and I'm still kind of up in the air about it it's just it, the combat lacks any real weight it just feels like I'm there granted the uh, writing is still fairly decent but uh, it's it's some of the worst ARPG <laughs> fighting I've seen and I've seen a fair amount let's see RimWorld Resetted. We're with the Victims of Circumstance now in Bitter End, which I absolutely love my town name. It's pretty good. Bitter End. And we have a nice coastal village uh, with our first three people uh, and hopefully more in the coming uh, weeks. Assuming that you know, the series goes on long enough because I picked a place that has some fairly decently cold winters and RimWorld cold snap and a cold winter can be very deadly so we'll have to see how things go there but we have a new mod assortment a new uh, version number and a lot of fun going on oh my last recording session had some interesting things <laughs> And, well, the Vandy is probably past the halfway point now. And I'm going to have to figure out some 
editing tricks to do with that monster episode that we had to uh, split it. And I think I know what I'm going to do. And, okay. Uh, if you uh, want, I'll tell you off uh, air and see if you want me to try to figure it out for you as well. Uh, but it's just one of those things that it, it, it abused me too much to not do. And you can find all that, including, well, this podcast and the Sunday Sampler, which will hopefully be returning this week, because I have an interesting uh, thing to at least try out. We'll have to see how it records over at Gaming with Caffeine Rage, or you can find me on Twitter, Gaming with CR, where I tweet somewhat randomly. My latest tweet was uh, talking about the redeeming of the one redeeming quality of summer, tomatoes. Mostly because I woke up and there was a mosquito flying around my room and I had uh, like a mosquito bite on the back of my hand. It's just the one redeeming factor. I get good tomatoes during this summer. That's it. The kids are out and they're allowed. It's hot. It's humid. The sun's out for far longer, but at least I get decent tomatoes. Fair enough. And well, that brings us to the end of the show. If you wish to contact us, even though we skipped over the community corner this week, mostly just due to time constraints and trying to get Jared to Betty Bob before too long, at least, you can email us, vglpodcast at gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, and gaming-related topics, or just tweet us, vglpodcast, on the Twitter. If you wish to help pay for this absolute madness and get to that stretch goal of getting Jared to shut up on singing... I think we should put that on there. What do you think? I'm yeah, we absolutely should put that on there. <laughs> uh, it's patreon.com slash VGL podcast. And if you wish to catch our RSS feed, if you're listening to us on our, one of our YouTube channels or somewhere that doesn't have the RSS feed and you wish to get the show notes, it's VGLpodcast.podbean.com or you just find us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever that Jared has stuck us for the other options for RSS. Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kevin McLeod, and our discovery queue is duply due by the same artist. And as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice, well, I, I was I was pausing for the chuckle. Actually, I guess you're too tired for it, or it's I guess. worn off. Uh, but his music is over in Computech.com. Okay, and now and now his lovely music starts to roll across my voice <laughs> as you screw Bo- up the outro. Bye bye now. Well, at least it's the outro that you screwed up this time instead of the intro. (laughs) Bye-bye.